Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. A star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Miss Judy Gold. Trevor Moore. <laughs> I can't stop watching you. I love you so much. You are oh. so fucking talented. Aww. We have been singing, and the gays got married uh, yeah. for like three <laughs> days nonstop. Everything we do, we're like, and she made a salad, and the gays got married. And I can't even tell you, I'm so excited to interview you. Oh, thank you. Um, your life is fucking fascinating. Everyone, by the way, um, I'm introducing uh, uh, one of the greatest uh, members of an incredible sketch comedy group called The Whitest Kids You Know, musician, comedian, fucking genius. Trevor Moore is here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. I fucking, Thank you. I don't get excited like this, but like, <laughs> you know, it's, I, I just, the thing about you that I love so much is you took your, and we're going to get to your background. We're okay. Get to your back because we always start. I get. I do these like deep, deep interviews. But mm -hmm. you took what you knew uh, or what you were taught. You creatively resisted. You resisted in the in the most creative way possible, the most palatable way possible, and it's genius. I mean, oh. it's just. I, I can't. Very sweet. Thank you very much. Oh, please. Everyone says Judy Gold is the sweetest person. In the but um, so uh, Trevor Walton Paul. There's no Walton. That's a Wikipedia Why is thing. that? I oh, don't know. Fuck. I found that late. I do all these interviews and I was like, wait, no one ever said Trevor Walton Paul. But then I'm like, oh, I'll say it tomorrow. Fuck shit. Fuck ass. Fuck. Fuck Wikipedia. I'm never looking at them again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're pretty good. They're mostly accurate. Uh, oh, please. Like they fucking hacked my page. Someone oh, really? The most horrible picture took out all my credits. And it's like, <laughs> and I try to get someone to fix it. And they're like, oh, that's twenty five hundred dollars. It's like, fuck you, you fucking asshole. Oh, that's um, it's, it's it's like a it's a scam. It's a blackmail thing. Yeah, like they, yeah. oh. I think someone who hates me did it. I tried to, you know, like you, you only certain people can change it. You know, even you can go in and try to change. I, I don't know. It's such a weird fucking. So fuck it. That's why I never use Wikipedia. So I'm just going to start saying my middle name is Walton because I'll never get it. Yeah, changed. just say it. Jay, right. Say your middle name's John Boy. Trevor John Boy. Trevor John Boy. Boy more. I, I like that better than yeah, Paul, John actually. Right. Trevor, Trevor Jambo. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Here's many of the reasons I love you. You're six foot six. Yeah. And we're the talls. My son is six eight. I, I just oh, nice. Him. I'm six two. Um, so I, I have a three year old, um, uh, and he is all he's is what they call the over ninety nine percentile. Yes. Yes, I had that. And and the best we can figure out because like there's all these like you know oh, things. Oh, I know. Where, I did yeah. that. And we and we figure he's going to be about six eight. Now, uh, you know, my son plays uh, basketball. He played Division One basketball, and nice. he and all through he's. I think he's moving to Division Three. Don't even. I can't even. We'll discuss that at another <laughs> time. But all through his uh, basketball career, the coaches, the various coaches, always asked how tall the mother is. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And what? What's your height? Six two, but I was six three, but I had a knee replacement and I'm old. Yeah, interesting. How tall my, is your wife? Uh, my wife is not that tall, but um, matter. But yeah. my but her dad is also six six. Oh, there you go. So she, it's it, there's yeah. a psychological thing there. Trevor. Yeah, probably. Just but, what's her dad's name? It's Trevor. Isn't that weird? No, it isn't. No, 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 no. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, <laughs> 
Um, you were born April 4th, 1980. Yeah. Uh, and two months after that, two and a half months, I was graduating high school. So go fuck yourself. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you. But that's that's the time to graduate high school, though. Was it yeah. wasn't that oh wasn't my God. Didn't didn't you hit the jackpot on when to be alive? Like I it, did, except yeah. for AIDS. Except for AIDS. Except for AIDS. But you didn't get it. I didn't get it, but so many people I knew got it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and and I'm gay, so it was like you know, I don't know. It's just it's really, it was a sad, sad, sad time. But would you uh, rather have been? Uh, uh, would you rather be alive now, uh, no. like be young N-O, now? Or N O N O spells no. I mean. Yep. We had none of this fucking phone, like your video about the computer and the Coke, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, is so fucking, I can't with you. Anyway, um, <laughs> the thing was that we knew how to be bored. We knew right. how to, oh, we're bored. So we have to create something or, and, you know, here's the other thing. And then we're getting into your childhood. Okay. Is that I noticed, and I don't know, you don't, my kids are uh, 19 and 24, but I noticed that, so when we used to buy music, right, mm-hmm. which was a huge thing, we'd go buy albums and we would take the cellophane off and we would sit there and you would listen to the entire album sitting on your fucking floor, you know, just nonstop. There's no albums anymore. It's singles, okay? And the kids don't listen to the whole song. There's so many times I'm driving in the car and, you know, we have this stupid rule that the driver gets to pick the music, which I fucking never would have fucking, you know, made now Uh, when they both drive. Yeah, we do a rotation. Everyone, that's good. Yeah, try try to sneak that in. See if you can switch it to a rotation. rotation. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so... I noticed that my kids don't even listen to the end of the song. We used to read the liner notes. We, it was like every activity was like a hundred percent. There was no distractions. It was like you, I am going and listening to this album. I was a music major. I would sit at the piano. I would practice them. And then when I was done, I would go find something, you know, it wasn't like I had a phone there or something big pinging at me. And yeah, yeah. It, and you know, the drugs were not as good then, but it wasn't really <laughs> free to be, you know, look, there wasn't, people were pro, uh, you know, abortion. People were, you know, it was a hard time for being gay, but it was, you know, women's rights. Um, people were really active. It, I don't know. It was, it was really a, like the seventies were fucking, I mean, it was shitty and it was great, but it wasn't right. like this. This fucking sucks. <laughs> you know, I remember like uh, we were shooting the first season of whitest kids when the iPhone came out. And I remember like, I, I waited in line like everybody to get it. And, but I remember the day before it came out, we were shooting and you know, in like in between scenes, you'd be like joking and like everybody would be talking. You'd be talking with the grips, the sound right. guys, like you'd right. be doing that. And then I remember uh, the the day the iPhone came out, the next day, everybody had it right. and no one was talking. Right. It, it happened overnight and everyone was just looking at their phones. And I remember thinking like, oh, wow, these this thing is so cool that everyone is just like fascinated with like what it can do. And it was like, and I remember being like, I wonder how long, how many days this is going to be until like it wears off. And right. it, nev- it never, never wore off. Fucking wore off. It, it, it got was worse. It was overnight. The change. Like, and it, Oh, I mean, I remember we had a black and white TV. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember when um, remotes came out. I remember when answering machines came out. I remember when tape recorders came out. Wow. Um, and each one of these things was like, like the fact that I, like when I got a Walkman, I was like, wait, I can listen to music in my own head at the beach or, you know, I, yeah, I that's was like amazing. fucking shocked. I was shocked. Yeah. That I could, you know, that had and to be a sea change. Oh, like the Walkman. It was. I mean, imagine run. I ran the marathon in 90, whatever. Um, and I was a runner for a long time. And 
they don't let you run races with headphones on because, or they didn't then, because it's dangerous, you know? But all those people before me who just ran for 20 fucking miles with nothing, you know? Yeah. I don't know, it's just really, really crazy. Hey everyone, you know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids, and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity. And eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality, and they are, when I say ready-to-eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef-crafted, dietitian approved and literally, you heat them for two minutes. Every week, you have over 35 options to choose from. They have Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, Keto, I Just Did Chef's Choice, 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And Factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to Factormeals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero. Okay? Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D five zero, Judy Gold 50, to get... 50% off. That's code JudyGold50 at factormeals.com slash JudyGold50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. Okay, we're going to your yeah. um, your childhood. You are the son of Christian folk rock singers. Started folk, then in the 80s it became kind of rock kind of thing. Wow, yeah. so it was folk and then rock. Yeah, folk you, and then rock. You um, really grew up on a tour bus, and you mm-hmm. um, went to five different schools. Yeah, I never went to a school more than two years because I kept getting like kicked out of things. Oh, I it, thought it was because your family was on tour. Was it? It was because you disciplinary problems. Uh, it was, but I went to really conservative, like Christian right. schools, so I would get like, uh, like I remember, like one year. Like they, uh, they, they, in, they, after my first year at one school, they institute, uh, in, I don't know, instituted, initiated, yeah. um, a, uh, a demerit policy where they were like, and they were like, if you get a hundred demerits in the course of a year, you're out, you're expelled. And, uh, and then they called my parents in, in like October, uh, and they were like, we're one month in and he has 50. So you should probably. <laughs> Should probably figure out another school for him. <laughs> like, so. Wait, did you get one demerit per incident, or were some yeah. incidents like five demerit? Oh, that's uh, a five some, demeritor. Some some of them were five. Like it it was yeah. it, it, it that's what it was. It was like you could get up to like five. You could get right. up to but but it was uh yeah. But it, so they were so I, I had to switch schools a lot. But I I don't think I did anything that was actually like worse than maybe a, a, uh, uh, any other kid that just like didn't care about school. school. It wouldn't have given, they wouldn't have given a shit. They wouldn't have even known who I was. Right. Like I, I would just be another, a number. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So you were born in Montclair, New Jersey, right? Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. I grew up right around there. How long did you live in Montclair before you moved? Not long, like oh, yeah. three years, three years. And, and then do you remember anything? 
You know what I remember? I, I have my, my first memory ever is going to the grocery store in New Jersey. Yeah. And I was I was in a like a wagon, and uh, and I saw uh, the sidewalk was cracked, and there was plants growing through yeah. the sidewalk. Yeah. And it depressed me. My first memory is being depressed. Uh, and it was, and I was depressed in, uh, that the, the plants were destroying the sidewalk. Right. Which is like the wrong way to take right, that. Right, like right, you, right. You should be depressed that like, oh, look what There's we've done. There's a sidewalk we've, on top of the plants. Yeah. We paved over this beautiful natural right, thing. Right. But it went the other way with me where I was kind of like, oh, these plants are fucking it up for like, you know, yeah. like this is going to bump the wagon, you know, kind of thing. Right, right. Wow, that's funny. That's funny. And then you, why did they move? They moved to Charlottesville or they moved to? We moved about 30 miles outside of Charlottesville. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, they, you know, my my mom's family was there. Um, so my mom was like one of eight kids. Um, and uh, our my grandfather basically had a farm and he gave all the kids houses around his farm. So it was like a compound. Yeah. So it was like all you had six. I read you had 16 or 17 cousins. Like yeah. Who, yeah. I, I had like 17 cousins. All of them were boys. What? Uh, yeah. And except for one, which was my sister, I had like right. the only sister. And then, uh, and we were all within three years of each other. So we no basically fucking way. Yeah. We like, I grew up in like a posse of like, of like, a cult. Like, yeah. Not, yeah. <laughs> no, the, the family thing wasn't that much of a cult, right, but right, like, right, right. but it, but I, I had, yeah, it was like, it was, you know, it was actually really fun because it was, you know, like, you know, my grandfather was a farmer and like, you know, the cows would get out and he'd call all the grandchildren and be like, get them in. And we'd all take our like bikes and like round them up. So it, I actually got to live like a childhood that was from a couple decades Earlier. Before, yeah, 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 yeah. So wait, so but you weren't homeschooled because that no. would have been a total. You yeah, know, that, that would have. I would have ended up weird. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because you're so normal, and then, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, so did you all go to the same school? No, uh, no, we. No, like we didn't go to the same school. Like my uh, my parents sent me to like a Christian school. It was like thirty they, miles in town. Were they all as religious as your parents? No, no, my parents were the most. most wow, religious, I feel yeah. Was that because of your father? Uh, I think so. I think because he was the son of a pastor, right? Um, and uh, and so yeah, they 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 were definitely the most the most conservative, the most religious of of the group. I mean, they were all religious, but my parents were a little more so. So when they um, went on tour, you said you you went with them, but I'm sure. It didn't, they had to live in babysitters for you, correct? I had a nanny, uh, on the road nanny that would come uh, with us, who was like a fan of theirs. Uh, no fucking way. Yeah. What was her name? Sue. Sue. Did yeah. you like her? I loved her. She was great. Um, but uh, yeah, so up until around the age of eight, we were on the road a lot. Like I During the school year. Oh yeah. So I would, I, they, they would, uh, thankfully they would put me in a real school. Um, and then when we were on the road, they would get all of my lesson plans. So I was kind of half homeschooled, but right. I also could have like a group of friends that when we were not on the road, I would go back with. So right. that was nice. Um, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of it was just like, uh, Sue and my mom, like going through the lesson plans right. that they were going through at school on the bus. So what was the name of their group? They were uh, Mickey and Becky Moore. That was it. That was it. It was like a Sonny and Cher kind of thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then. So and I had a song that I played with them. No uh, way. Yeah, I sang a song with them until I quit. Um, I. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, when I was like, I, f I forget how old. I was like maybe five or something. Um they uh, they so there would be a part in the in the show where they would say like oh we have a song and uh, you know baby Trevor will come up and uh, I would come up and I would sing it was called I'm just a little boy right and uh, one time I didn't want to do it you know because right. I, I, I and I I, I, I vaguely how did it go 
It was like, I'm just a little boy who can change the world, change the world, change the world. And I didn't want to do it. And uh, so they were like, they're like, uh, now it's part of the show. I wanted to go back to the hotel. Like there was, there was right. something I, I wanted to watch on TV or whatever. I don't know. I don't remember what it was, but they're like, it's time for, uh, you know, Trevor to come up. And I was like, I yelled from the crowd because he used to come out of the crowd. Right. I was like, I don't want to go. <clears throat> and <they're>, uh, <laughs> Wait, and hold they, on. Someone's at the door. I'm um, sorry. It better and, not be the chair delivery. Are you getting a chair? What kind of chair are you getting? We ordered a chair from West Elm. Okay. In October. Okay. Oh. And then they were like, yeah, it's going to be there um, like December 16th. And we're like, okay, I'm a little late, but whatever. <laughs> then they're going to be like, oh, we're delayed because of COVID. It's going to be there January. Blah, blah, blah. COVID really yeah. hit the chair industry yeah. hard. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm waiting for it to be delivered. I'm calling. They're like, oh, whatever. You know, it's on its way. And then, I don't know, February, I'm in New York and I get a call saying um, that there is, uh, it's from Puerto Rico. And they're saying that, um, hello, can you, I'm calling from West Elm in Puerto Rico. Um, <laughs> your chair was delivered here uh, by mistake. Do you want to do uh, cancel the order? Do you want to, um, and I'm sure I'll get in trouble for the accent, so go fuck yourself. You know, um, I think, I, I don't know why accents are not cool anymore. Yeah, fuck that I, shit. Are we pretending yeah. we all talk the same? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I know. So, uh, I call up, I go, I call Puerto Rico. They're like, yeah, we have your chair. And I'm like, I want my chair. They're like, all right, we'll have to reorder it. I'm like, go fuck yourself. I wait, it's already fucking five months, you fuckheads. Anyway, so they reordered it. So this is October, let's see. Um, so October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June. Nine months, it's the fucking baby chair. Okay, so... Um, Okay, so here's my question. All right, so you they would call you out of the audience. So you would have would yeah. you would you have to sit there the whole fucking time and watch the show? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. They planted you in the audience just when your time was. No, I'd sit there. I've seen so many concerts, Judy. Um, like I, uh, yeah, I would sit there through the whole thing, and then it was my time to come out. Okay, and uh, yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> And there was this, so the, when I quit, uh, it was like, they called me out. I said, I wasn't going to go. And Wait, then you did it right there at the concert. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to do it anymore. How old were you? Five or six. And, uh, they were like, okay, well, uh, are you sure? And I'm like, yep, I don't want, I'm not coming up. And then they were like, all right. And they moved on. And then for some reason, which I don't know, I'm five or six. Right. I got out of my chair. I walked up on stage. Right. And I was like. I want to go home. And they were like, this is not the time. And I was like, I don't want to do this. And I don't want you guys to do this. Like, I want to go home. And uh, my mom took me backstage and spanked me. This is during the concert. During the concert. She spanked me. But she left her mic on. <gasps> so I remember being spanked and a round of applause. Like what? it was, yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? No, 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 no. That was like it was. It was a like a standing ovation because this was a a real spare the rod, spoil the right, child. Right, 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 right. So uh, yeah, like that's. God. <laughs> that oh. was that. And how many how many people would be at their concerts? Uh, I have no idea. Like you know, as a kid, it seemed like a massive amount. Yeah. You know, like um, but they would play. Uh, it was, it was usually churches, sometimes bigger than that, but it was big churches. Like it was, you know, you know, um, I'd say maybe less than a thousand, but like, uh, hundreds of people. Would be that's still, that's still amazing. Yeah. And then, and did they ever open for anyone big? Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you remember Peter, Paul and Mary? No, I never, of course. Yeah. So Paul, uh, produced their albums. No way. Uh, yeah, so like they would uh but they would, you know, on the on the Christian circuit they would open for right. like big names and we would do festivals and things like that. So Wasn't Paul Jewish? He was. 
I believe. Yeah. I'm yeah. Look that up. I'm looking that up because I don't have a fucking. Let's see. P- Peter Yarrow. Wait. What? What, oh, what is Peter the? What might it, have been Jewish. What is the bell? Paul Stuckey. Oh, it's a Jewish bell. Oh, okay. Well, let's see. <laughs> let's see. Born in Manhattan. Blah blah blah. His parents. Yeah. So it's actually Peter was the Jew. Okay. All right. So um, that's fucking fascinating. So your sister is younger mm-hmm. than you, right? Yep. Three years. Is she Christian and into it? Did they get no. one kid or no? No. So this was this was a great thing for me, which is like when I started doing uh, uh, my comedy and, and started being on television, like I was getting a lot of flack yeah. from them. Like, yeah. Um, and, yeah. and uh, but then my sister, what she did was like as soon as she turned 18, she joined a Buddhist commune. Um, so she like left joined. Yeah. So then she actually like took the brunt of it. Like, because you know, know, I'm on, I'm on deep cable doing whatever I'm doing, but she's like, she's like a Buddhist hippie. I love that shit. (laughs) So, okay. At any point in your childhood, were your aunts and uncles like Mickey, Becky, what the fuck are you doing? These kids shouldn't be on a tour bus. And come on, you, you know, no one ever said like you're out of your fucking minds. I have no idea. I mean, not wow. not, not not that it trickled down to me that I right. heard. You know, um, you know, I had, you know, I mean, this is the the South, so I had like, you know, my uncles were all crazy, like in their own in their own regard, in like a right. fun way, but right. like you know, like 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 to play with explosives and things like that. Right. So were yeah. they all like? Was everyone like a red Republican? Yes. Yeah. Very, very, very red. Uh, very, well, you know, Charlottesville is now famous for. Right. Uh, oh, for, yeah. 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 It, 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 which is kind of ironic because like Charlottesville was like the one blue city. It's a college town. Right. Like in, in a sea of, in a sea of red. But it's now like it's Bloomington, become, Indiana. Yeah. Exactly. But now it's become synonymous with, uh, you know, like. Nazis. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's fucking amazing. Okay. Yeah. When it was happening, it was like, you know, horribly, you know, tragic what happened, right. but like you never see your hometown on CNN. And right. so I'm, I'm sitting there with my wife and we're watching all the events unfold. And I kept, and she had to keep like being like Trevor because I keep going like, right. that's, that's the pizza place. I used right, to right, right, right. <laughs> She's like, can you fucking crazy? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, in school, were you academically bored? Well, yeah, I mean, I, um, yeah, I got shit grades. Um, right. I, mean, I, yeah, I mean, obviously you're brilliant. So, oh, uh, well, I don't, it, it wasn't was that just obvious. Like bored. It was, you were bored, right? Well, yeah, I mean, like, I didn't care about school. I mean, I, I, I really, like, early on realized that. All, that I all I cared about was well, like if you grow up on the road, um, and you don't, there's no, there's no um, um, stability, right? So or you don't. You, they're also, in a way, I mean, I guess it's called stability, but it's also like it's precarious in a way because you don't have like. Like, for example, you know, because I was on the road all the time, not mm-hmm. like your parents, but I remember once I had a kid, I would have, we had Shabbat dinner every Friday night. So I was like, mm-hmm. at least they know one night of the week what the fuck is going on. You know right. what I mean? So there's R- sort of no, you don't have anything to look forward to because you don't know what the fuck is next. Right? Well, there's also, yeah, there's also, there's a feeling of helplessness right. and, uh, and, and really you know, dependence on your parents because like, you know, you, nothing is, it's not your town. Like, right. so you, you grew up in this place where it's like, well, if I lose sight of them, right. I don't know where, I don't know how to right, get, right. I don't know what is going on. I don't know what this place is. Um, the other thing is that you, you have to like, cause you're just meeting new kids every day. Right. So it's like every church or anything you're playing at, like it's whatever kids are there, the kids of the pastor or the kids right. of whoever, like that's who your friends are for the day. So you have to rely on being funny right? Um, to make friends quick or you're just not going to have friends. 
Um, so then, you know, so I, I so I kind of oh, at a up. at a very early age, I was like, oh, I, I put a lot of importance on being funny. Um, oh, of course, it's the only way to like disarm people and get them, and that you know, yeah. to, to yeah, it's a yeah. total defense. It's a weapon and a defense mechanism. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, so my like, you know, by the age of eight, like me, kind of, you know, r- arriving at school, I was like. I was more into being funny than anything else. And, uh, yeah. I, and I, and it was something that I, I was, you know, I thought I was good at. Right. And so I was like, I, I wanted to do that as a career before I knew how that would right, be. Right. Thing, right. You know? So like, I, I remember when I like turned 15 or 16, I got a, um, uh, when, as soon as I got my like learner's permit, I, I went into town and into Charlottesville and, and got a, a, a public access you know, show. You know, I love my liquid IV, that I drink liquid IV pretty much every day. And I love it because it keeps me hydrated. I travel with it because it's in little packets. It tastes great. It's an amazing product. It hydrates better than water alone, three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO. But here's the best part. You know I've been bragging about Ben, my son Ben, who plays basketball. His team, his entire team, they love Liquid IV. I mean, they are number four in the nation. They are an amazing team. They've done better than ever this year. Dare I say it's because of the Liquid IV? I'm not going to say for sure, but I'm telling you, these athletes love liquid IV. They love all the flavors, strawberry, lemonade. I love the watermelon. I never give them any of my watermelon. They have sugar-free, white peach, green grape, lemon, lime. It makes you feel great. And if you need a little caffeine, the the, uh, lemon ginger is beyond, beyond. And I know they use it while they're working out. I'm pretty sure they might use it after a game that they won and went out and had, you know, a couple of drinky poos. But that being said, I love Liquid IV. They're a great sponsor. They're a great product. And I honestly couldn't live without them. And it's winter still. You need to be hydrated. Hydration is very important. So weekends are for going wild, as you all know. Have a game plan for Monday. That's what you need. I just had this conversation with Ben's girlfriend. I said, if you're going to go out and party, you need a game plan. And what's your game plan? Liquid IV. Weekends are for going wild. Have a game plan for Monday with Liquid IV. Grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Superior Hydration today using promo code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at liquidiv.com. You're welcome! There must have been so many sycophants around your parents, you know, Mm -hmm. that in a way you were observing human behavior like that most people were not exposed to. I mean, especially children. You're seeing like, wait, these people like my parents because they're singer. Oh, we're getting treated like this because my parents are performers. Oh, this guy, you know, like. Right. Did any of that sort of seep into you, you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, um, uh, but I would say that, like, I don't think I, I didn't think it was weird. Like, I I thought it was, uh, I I had nothing else to base it on. So I was like, so I also like, I only thought, I mean, I I didn't think about this in any extent, except that I was like, oh, well, I guess I got to figure out something to do on stage when I'm adult. You know, like that's how I figured people made a right, living. Right, right, right. Wow. You know, so it was like, well, I gotta, I gotta, what am I gonna do on stage to make money? Yeah, because I'm you not know? doing this fucking Christian crap. Right. Um, oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, I'm offended. <laughs> so by the time you were 12, uh, you had a comic strip, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was right. called Cuddy the Cow. Um, 
and it was about a cow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, when I was a kid, like, so we'd be on the bus and I would draw a lot right. and I would always try to draw jokes. And my parents, like, you know, I didn't really have much of an allowance, but my parents would, they would give me 10 cents for every Bible verse I could memorize. Oh God. And, <laughs> and, wow. and I would be tested like at the beginning of the month. 10 so, cents? Yeah. Like at least for the bar mitzvah, you get. You know, you learn the the portion, you get thousands of dollars. It's a whole down payment on life. All right. I, lo- I love the bell. Now that I know the bell, like, yeah. I, I, love, yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. So like, but then even that I would try to, I would just like scan the Bible and try to learn like the shortest, like I, I still know second Chronicles four fourteen is the stands in their basins. That's it. Right. That's the Bible verse. I get 10 cents for that. <laughs> You know, it's just describing a temple or something like right, that. Right, right, um, And uh, so I can make money that way. And then the other way I can make money is <laughs> if I made a comic, if I drew a picture that would make my parents laugh. But I had to make wow. them laugh. Yeah. Um, so I was and you like. you want to make them laugh in Christian land, in like conservative Christian. That's land. true. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to play to your audience. Yeah. Um, and so as a kid, like uh, in retrospect, as I'm talking about it now, they were just, it seemed like they were just trying to create a comedy person. <laughs> like, right, right, right. They, they were creating a monster, but yeah. So, but like, so I would just sit on the bus and just draw, you know, jokes, you know, draw right. comics and like turn them in. If I saw like a toy I wanted, I'd be like, well, I got to gotta write 50 jokes for that or I got to do like this. Right. And so I turn them in. And, and, and they weren't polite about it either. Like they'd get it and they'd be like, nah, nah. Like, you know, and then like, okay, that one's funny. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so after a while, I mean, they were very supportive, like in, in, in whatever my sister and I wanted to do. Um, they just, I think they wished it went more of a Christian route. Um, but, uh, so then at like, at a certain point, you know, they, they self-published a book that I did, you know, right. and then, um, you know, from when you were 15, right? Yeah. But like, yeah. but, but then I like got, um, you know, but from doing these things, they started sending them to newspapers as well. And right. I, I, a couple of newspapers started paying me like, like they'd give me like $75 a week to like, like fuck these 10 cent Bible verses. <laughs> Well, it's also like, fuck school. Yeah. <laughs> like, shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I only had like three papers that carried my strip, but it was like, right. that adds up when you're a kid. Yeah. Like, Hello? that's, yeah. I got a fucking comic. T- I got a whole thing going, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Did I was they- richest kid I knew. <laughs> Did they ever talk about other religions or anything? Like, were you insulated pretty much? Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you never really like, heard. Are Jews evil? Are we evil, Jews? No, just not talked about. No, and actually, and actually, not even like evil, like uh, because um, you know uh, the, ch- the chosen people, like you know, like that's well, the Christian. Yeah. yeah, that's the Christianity. Like you know, it was right. uh, no Jews were very positive. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, we're so positive. I can't even tell you. I mean, we're the most positive people I fucking ever met. Um, they just they just didn't so, believe in the main guy. That was the thing. Right. I mean, we believe he existed. We're just not into the like, okay, really? You don't think they, they, you didn't think he was the guy? We don't think he was the guy. You know, we have yeah. talk about a tough crowd. We're like, <laughs> okay, great guy. Definitely a prophet. Not the Messiah. All right, we're going to wait. We like waiting. We like waiting. Um, So you graduate the Covenant School and you go to, like, did you go to the prom or do any normal shit? Yeah, we had a prom. And you went? I went, but I went with like an ex-girlfriend, like, which is lame. Right. I yeah. didn't go. I was fucking gigantic. I was over six feet tall and a big lesbo, but no one knew that. And I just didn't even, no one even asked me. Go fuck do, you, do you regret not going? Cause I, uh, like, no. I, I was no. kind of like, I don't, do I go? Like, I, I, like, I thought it was dumb, but then I was like, I'm going to go just cause I don't want to regret not going. And so yeah. I invited my ex-girlfriend. I never fit in and I didn't do 
So I never, like, now that I know, like, now that you're older and you're mm. like, all it is is people getting dressed up and fucking eating fake fancy food. It's like stupid. It's a photo. Uh, now, I was never into that. Yeah. Like. I went to Taco Bell. Oh, I love Taco Bell. I fucking love Taco Bell. I went to Taco Bell and everyone was giving me shit about it. They were right. like, you took your prom date to Taco Bell? I was like, she fucking dumped me. What do I care? Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and, by the way, I have a cartoon in three papers and I'm making a shitload of money, you motherfucker. So when you, you went, you left and you went to Virginia Commonwealth, but you wanted to study journalism and political science and you love history, correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but... Instead, you studied film, or did you study that stuff at Virginia Commonwealth and then go to school of visual arts and study film? Yeah, well, I know. So I like, you know, I didn't know. I mean, I was a huge fan of David Letterman as a kid. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I didn't know like how to do comedy, so I just kind of looked up what he studied, right. and he was in journalism. So I was like, I'll do journalism. And, and 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 my like high school job was I was the camera guy for the eleven o'clock news at like the NBC affiliate in town. Right. You, so you, that, it says that when you were six, well, in my notes, sixteen years old, uh, you had a public access show. Yeah. The Trevor Moore show. It ran on public access in Virginia. You thought it was going to be on at night, but it was on during the day. Right. Well, and then- well, no, I mean, that's a little, it's a little, uh, so I did a public act. So when I turned 15 or 16, right. I, I went in and I got like a public access, you know, certificate so right. I could like do a show and Charlottesville is also like a college town. It's where UVA right. is. Right. And so my show got really popular with the college crowd, of course, uh, which was rad. I'd get like invited to like college parties and stuff right. like when I was in like high school and, um, and so then I did that with my friends for, you know, a couple of years, but we would get like, we would be on the cover of the newspaper, like, you right. know, like the town like knew about the show and was into it. Um, and then I went to VCU for, to do journalism. And while I was there, uh, do you remember something called PAX television? Oh yeah. That Christian thing. Yeah. 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 So PAX television, it was usually just like reruns of touched by an angel and right, stuff like right, that. Right. Uh, She's so a, a big, she's a big Christian, you know. She's Christian. she's married to uh, the survivor uh, guy. I know she's married to the tr- who the guy who made Trump d- uh, Bar- Burnett Bar- Mark Burnett. Yeah, Mark Burnett. Yeah, who made Trump president. Yeah, and yeah. Him, that motherfucker. Yeah. Um, they like so the PAX. T- There's uh, a couple of Virginia PAX TV affiliates were owned by this guy who saw that my show was kind of popular in that area, and so he. Uh, bought it. And, uh, he was like, I'll, I'll give you, I think it was like $1,500, uh, a, a, a week or a month to, what uh, the fuck? yeah. To, Five for, oh my God, you're fucking raking it in. Yeah. So I quit college and I went right. and I, and I started doing I hired all my friends who were like working at grocery stores right, and stuff. Right. And I was like, Hey, let's go do this show. So we did it. But then, you know, I was like, into like drugs at that point and stuff. So what? I was like, so, yeah. so, I, so I was like not doing, it was kind of like, I was just kind of experimenting with right, like the right, format right. and doing like weird stuff in it. And uh, that's what was being aired also in the mornings on like right. a PAX TV affiliate. And that's, so I got canceled from that. But at that point I had saved up enough money to go to New York right. and, uh, and go to college for film. Um, so you had some funny segments who died today. Yeah, I went to an old folks home, like yeah. a senior center, and I did a morning show called Hey Hey Who Died Today, where we just <laughs> where we just check all the rooms and see who is still alive. <laughs> but we actually filmed it. It's kind of messed up when I think about it, because we'd film it at a senior center and yeah. like I'd go and I'd be like, hey, can we get footage of you for this? But like probably these people are all senile and they have right, families right, right. that are watching, like, and I'm like, you know, doing like jokes with them and stuff. So, so fucking hilarious. Um, you end up going to a school of visual arts and while you're there, you meet your cohorts for the whitest kids, you know, but you also get a personal internship at SNL for a semester that they extend for an entire year. Can you, yeah, that was fucking. Oh, that, that, that like, that was like, that kind of like changed my life a little bit. Uh, Like, um, the. Uh, the trick to that, by the way, if you, if you, if you're not, you know, 
if you don't come from a good school or like a lot of money yeah is i had a I, I was still in the summers. I was going back home and working in Virginia, and I got this uh, applic- I got this interview for this the job inter- uh, for um, I got two interviews through my school, which was Conan O'Brien and Lorne Michaels. Right. And so I was like, I got to do this. So I got on a Greyhound bus to go up to New York. It's like an eight-hour thing, oh, yeah. um, and I cut it so close. Right. That like I was like running there, like I, you know, had a backpack and everything. Right. I got to the interview and I smell like a bus. You know, right. I've been on a bus for eight hours. And when they were like talking to me, I mentioned that I just got off the bus and they were like, oh, where'd you come from? And I was like, uh, Charlottesville, Virginia. And they're like, how far is that? And I was like, this is eight hours. And they're like, you came eight hours for this interview? And I was like, yeah. And they gave it to me on the spot. Like they were wow. just like, they were, they were like, well, you can have it. Like, you know, kind of, and I got both of them. So then I had to choose between the Conan O'Brien or the Lauren Michaels one. Good and choice. I, I mean, I with, love Conan, but. Well, it was, well, it was great but because. you love sketch. That's so. Yeah. yeah. The, at, I was like, I really like sketch. And I was like, I want to, I don't want to, I want to learn. And so what was fantastic about it was like for a year, I got to be like there and I would just take all the scripts you know, so I would see, like, I'd get the scripts on Tuesday and I'd look at them and then I'd see them how they changed on Wednesday. Right. And then I'd see, I'd see how they changed every day up until the thing. And it was like, oh, well, this is funny or this is funny. Or like, and you, it was kind of like the greatest sketch writing class you could have. Right. Like, like going you know, to graduate school for sketch writing. Were you yeah. there for the, um, re, you know, when they did the read throughs on, on uh, Monday? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, no, I wasn't in the room, so right. I was like collecting the. But I, uh, I was the the kid that. Uh, so it was uh, Will Forte and Fred Armisen's first year. Wow! Um, okay. And they, and they were so I was there for their auditions. Oh um, my god! Yeah, yeah, and I was the kid that was basically I'd knock on their doors right. as they're like pacing around in the dressing right, room and right, super right. nervous, and I'd be like. Uh, Mr. Armiston, yeah, you you have ten minutes till you're on. You're, you're right, there's right. two people ahead of you, and then you're on. Like you know, that was my job. Like kind of. Like. What year was that? That was 2003 or oh, 2002. Yeah. yeah. Because I I was a writer producer on the Rosie O'Donnell show. Yes. From, it, yeah, and we were on the same floor. Yeah. And I would go in the studio all the time, and what? Yeah, we shared some people too, and it was it was fucking great. I mean, I love being in that studio. It's there's something magical on that yeah. floor. That whole building yeah. is is. I mean, yeah. so like uh, when I got out of the, um, you went the to int- be on the page, right? Uh, yeah, the page I, program. I had a letter. I mean, like I had a letter from Lorne Michaels. I mean, Lorne Michaels never talked to me, right. you know, but I had a letter signed from him that was like, "Let this kid into the page program." You got asked to stay, right? Yeah, which is not normal. Most kids only get the one semester. How did that happen? Like, did, did who told you? Um, and were the other kids like so fucking pissed off? Like, oh, Trevor gets to stay. <laughs> no, the the thing that I was told when I got there was um, somebody took me aside and was like, "Don't let them know you do sketch," you know, because I I, I had my troop at that point. Right. Like, right. I was in. I we had already started whitest kids, and we were like right. playing around town. They're like, "Don't let them know you do sketch." Right. Keep your head down. Right. Um, and just just be invisible. And like, that was best, that, best, that, uh, yeah. You ever got. And that was, that's what I did. And then afterwards they were like, yeah, we're going to renew it. Like we like that kid. We did. He wasn't, right. he, we hardly knew he was there, right. but he like, he did all the stuff we wanted and like, he didn't, you know, try to put himself in anything or so like, you, you know, at, uh, Zach Kreger. Is that his mm-hmm. name? Kreger? Yep. Kreger. Uh, and Sam Brown, and you were already working, and you got this job, and were they like, dude, what the fuck? Were they, they must have been freaking the fuck out. No, not really. No, no, no one, wow. it was just sort of like, it was, <laughs> it was kind of like, I think if anything, it was annoying. It was, it was like, you got to do what tonight? Oh, really? You okay. know, like, you know, like, um, you know, it was, they liked, I mean, I could get, the, I would get them into shows. Like, they right, would get to course. go see Saturn Night Live, which was right. cool, you know. 
Uh, And by the way, the best kept secret is that the dress rehearsal of SNL is way better than the live show. Don't you? Way funnier. Way funnier. No funnier. It's longer. That's you know those you see skits they don't see on on uh, the live show. You know Eric Sloven and Leo Allen. Yeah. Okay, so it was their first year as uh, (laughs) it was their first year as writers. Yeah. And uh, they wrote the funniest fucking sketches like and they would never make it to air. Uh, But it was it was always like the dress rehearsal was like all the weird stuff. Right. Right. And and so you'd watch that and the stuff that all the pages and the interns and all the kids were like laughing at so hard. We would always be like, that's never making it to air. Right. Right. Like the stuff that made you laugh the most, you're like, they're not going to air that. Right. Yeah. Oh, I, I believe me. I've written on a lot of shows, and that is it's like, let's just give it in. But it's it's never gonna make it. Yeah, yeah. you're like, that's like, too that's too yeah, funny for television. Right. Thank you so much for listening to part one of Kill Me Now with the incredibly talented Trevor Moore. I have a little crush. I have to admit. Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmeling. The podcast would not be possible without the help of Brittany Joe Sowards. Now, if you're listening to the end of my, you know, my closer right now, then you're either can't find the shut off button on your device or you love me, which means you should have my book. Yes, I can say that when they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. You should be uh, or have seen Hysterical, the, the film on Hulu. You should also check out my website, judygold.com. Come see me perform in Provincetown, Massachusetts on Cape Cod. Uh, There's just so much, so many things you should know about me because I am really important. Not anyway. No. So check it out. Follow me on Twitter at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. Instagram at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. And that's it. I'm just so thankful that you're all listening. Um, Please stay safe. We uh, are having a bit of an outbreak here in Provincetown, but we're being very safe. And if you want to come to my show, you have to be vaccinated and wear a mask, okay? If you're not vaccinated, there's something fucking wrong with you, okay? Unless you have some immune problem or something like that that prevents you from getting vaccinated. It, it You're an asshole if you're not vaccinated. You're just a selfish asshole. It's called science. You know, it's called like, actually taking care of your neighbor and your other people and it's not all about you okay so that's my big speech thank you all so much for listening part two is next week and it's great so i love you all and as we always say so long don't forget to tune in next week to just kill me now um let's just kill me oh don't forget to turn for part two on Just Kill Me. No, it's not. It's <laughs> just, just Kill Me. No. No, no, Judy Gold's no, Just Kill Me. Just kill me now. Just kill me now. <laughs>